It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. One, one of the most mispronounced cities in, in all of America, I think. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence on the Consequence Podcast Network. Uh, of course, thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series. I do hope you hit that subscribe button. You do that. Send you three brand new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. And discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking with Chris Shiflitz. The uh, Foo Fighters guitarist is back with a new single called Blacktop White Lines. He's got a record on the way. We're going to dig into all of it. Uh, he'll tell us about writing with uh, Jaron Johnson, uh, the difference between his work in the Foo Fighters and co-writing with his solo work, and uh, what I'm calling his uh, his hot country meets ZZ Top sound of his uh, lead single of, uh, of Blacktop White Lines. Uh, Chris is also going to take us back to his recent performance at the Grand Ole Opry with Sierra Hall. We'll get into his writing process and planning around the upcoming uh, Foo Fighters tour. All that and more. Let's do it. Blacktop White Lines. It's Kyle Meredith with Chris Shiflett. Hey, hey, how are you? Foo Fighters, of course. People know you from that. They know you from your solo work. You've got a brand new single out called Blacktop White Lines. It's a fun track you got right here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to finally get it out. You know, these things like putting music out is always it's like a it's a labor of love, but it, it just there's it's such this like there's such a gap between when you record something and the excitement that you feel like you know you go into the studio and you got this little idea and then it turns into this other thing and you all come out of the studio you're all stoked and then it's like two years later you finally <laughs> get it out to the world you know um so yeah we've we, we set it free you know the internet's made that easier you can release music anytime you can you can do it in a yeah. day if you want it's a funny thing because you know with my like with my solo stuff you know it's like almost every time i make a record we sort of have to go back out and figure out how we're gonna put it out you know um and it's really like it's like that kind of stuff that just takes the long so yeah i mean you could sure you could upload it and just put it out but it's like there's a 
there's a bureaucratic layer, you know, that, that you kind of, it, it really helps to have in place, you know, like before you start putting stuff out. So, the, the sexy yeah. part of rock and roll. That's what we're talking exactly. about here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Meetings, folks. Uh, the music, this is the music industry. We love meetings to discuss <laughs> meetings. <laughs> well, let's talk about this one because, yeah, I had read that, that the song had been around uh, for a few years, but... But now that we do hear it, I mean, what do we have? A little song about uh, about revenge? Is that that's what's going on? Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, it's like it it when we wrote it. You know, I wrote it with Jaron um, from Cadillac Three and, and John from Brothers Osborne, and it was like smack dab in the middle of um, 2020 when we all found ourselves not on tour and uh, and and doing things like this over Zoom and and writing and and, and you know, I was here. I was literally like right here. I'm sitting right now in my little studio and and um we just come over here pretty much every day and kind of woodshed um ideas and and make little demos and stuff and then I started like doing zoom rights with people um which I'd never done before you know I, I don't know that I'd ever heard of zoom prior to the lockdown none of us did um, none of us did yeah you know like so it like opened up this whole trippy thing but anyway so like we're you know when we started, when we when we wrote that song, um, you know, we I didn't even I didn't have any plans. I knew it was about that time to like make another record, but the whole world was turned upside down, so I wasn't really thinking so much about that. Um, and had just planned to write a song with Jaron, and then he was like, "Hey, what about John from Brothers?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, man, bring him, It'd be great." And Jaron came in with that main riff, and then we just all started throwing out silly ideas. And next thing you know, we had our kind of like you know. Who is this person fleeing Alabama and what did she do to Jimmy? And what did Jimmy do to get that done to him? You know, it's a, it's a mystery. You can build a whole opera off of that if you want to. There's, I know. Uh, there's your concept yeah. album right there. It's yeah. fun. It's fun, though, you, coming up with those stories, especially when you're just, um, because that's different, right? I mean, obviously, it's different than just, I don't know, as a songwriter it seems like you do get to experience two completely different worlds, you know, maybe how the foos write their music. And, you know, I imagine like, like a lot of rock bands like myself, when I was used to being, I'm like, they kind of form out of jam sessions in a lot of ways, but this seems a bit more methodical. Well, it's, it's interesting. Like with Foo Fighters, you know, Dave's the songwriter and, um, and it varies from time to time, but normally he will like demo stuff, um, like do like an instrumental version of a riff or something. And then we'll, we'll learn it and 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 play it together as a band a bit and jam on it and then it sort of gets banged into shape writing with other people yeah i had never really done a whole lot of that before outside of like whatever band i happened to be in you know um but like sitting down and writing with with folks that are your friends or even just like going in cold with songwriters who who um have written stuff that you like or what you know whatever like um is is a real trip it's a real different way of doing it and and things take twists and turns that like you would just wouldn't you know we all have our sort of like patterns our well-worn patterns and ideas and stuff that we that we kind of lean on or just naturally kind of do or spill out of us and i and i love that about writing with other people that that, that kind of gets like you get away from that you know like i know what i sound like i don't know necessarily what jaron and john and whoever else i might have to write like the I, the ideas that come out of those guys are totally different you know and like i i would have never like written this song on my own you know what i mean it, it had to be that group of people on that day you know throwing out 
throwing out whatever ideas were sort of popping in our heads that so it's yeah it's, it's cool man i mean it it's this 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 song is the first song off a, off a whole record that's coming later in the year and we've got some more like focus tracks or whatever coming out um uh throughout the year but um and there's a real like it's it's probably like a 50 50 kind of thing in terms of songs that i just wrote you know by myself sitting here with like that guitar right there um just kind of noodling around and then also songs that i wrote with with uh with other songwriter friends and stuff and and primarily jaron i mean i worked on even songs that i wrote on my own i took to jaron and since he produced it like he had a massive impact and really like like um it, it had a huge you know hand and how they how they ultimately turned out you know what's a cool you say starting with the riff i mean i hear that and i think what's that little little zz top in there sure i mean i heard it like real eagle sounding you know what i mean but like then when we recorded it, it kind of veered into zz top land a little bit you know <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this shout out to uh astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh i, I live in kentucky in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines, some of them, work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Chris Shiflett. I guess... I'm asking about the record as a whole, but like, do you, does that come up? Like, oh, let's try it. Let's do it something that's in the style of 
X or the band X, but you know. <laughs> Sometimes, but I feel like it's more like the opposite. Like you go in with with it, hearing it one way in your head, and and then and then it really takes a different turn. And maybe maybe there's a oh we should you know what if we took the groove from like that old song or whatever, and, and then it kind of turns into something else. Like like that album West Coast Town I did a few years ago. The title track um, was so different the way I wrote it. And when I played it for Dave Cobb, who produced that record, he like listened to it and then he said, uh, was like, oh, we should do this one like Buck Owens. Cause the feel that I originally wrote it was so not that at all. It was almost more like, I don't know, like, like, dum, jack, dum, dum, you know, it was like, had like a, I remember when I wrote it, I was like, man, that's the most like modern country thing I ever wrote at, at that time, you know? And then, um, when we got into the studio, we turned it into the complete opposite, swinging it, you know, like classic country, 60s, honky tonk kind of feel. And that, and I'll say, you know, in all, in all honesty, that part makes sense. You know, when, when we talk about, uh, when your press release even talks about the L.A. to Nashville connection, you know, like my first stop, anytime that comes up, is like, oh, yeah, Bakersfield. You know, you get that. And then when I hear something like this, it's like, oh, wow, this is like, this is straight up like. This could live on hot country right here. Like I, I get surprised by that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think that's like the biggest difference with this record and really this, this song, black top white lines was um, for me, maybe the most sort of sonically uh, different than stuff I'd done in the past. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's a, um, it, it like the, the record as a whole, I think has, it's got a lot of, all my influences you know i mean there's some stuff that's like straight up like i don't know alt rock or some shit you know and stuff that kind of leans not i wouldn't call it like punk rock but like the stuff that kind of pulls from more of that vibe and then you know the the big through line for kind of everything i've probably ever done is like the stones and and that kind of classic rock kind of thing that kind of runs throughout throughout it all but then you sort of add in a, a bit of like you know jaron's like production gloss takes it into into some different territory there too you know that would it's funny because it, like making records like this like like i go in i went out to nashville for a few different sessions and recorded um out there to get the record done and when i'm in the studio i'm, I'm playing with a bunch of you know different a bunch of folks i mean mostly the same folks throughout the whole record um but it's a big room full of people playing and i got uh, um you know charlie worsham playing guitar and i got you know on some of it was uh Bukovac playing guitar some of it was this this dude uh nate uh ketterly and um and so i'm not really thinking about what everybody else is doing i'm not thinking about like the kick drum pattern or what the bass player is doing necessarily and there's a thing that happens where then i have to go learn it with with my with a whole different group of musicians like my band back here and i gotta sit down and i gotta crack open the recordings and I got to listen to what everybody's doing and try to figure out how we did it. You know what I mean? Cause I know what I did, but I don't know what anybody else did, you know? And that's, and it's a funny thing. It's like, yeah, I always laugh about that. Like you kind of have to go like learn your own record and see what what's going on. Cause, cause you know, I'm not really in there like micromanaging everybody. And then there's that thing of like having to kind of figure out like, well, I got to take a little bit of what Charlie did and I got to take a little bit of what Nate did and then I got to take what I did and I got to figure out some way to sort of combo track that all together to go play it live, you know? And especially as I say, when you're working with, uh, you know, the phrase Nashville cats, I mean, that's, yeah. uh, 
Oh, yeah. they, know, they, they, it's, it's incredible. I go down there every now and then, not for songwriting sessions, but uh, I go down there actually quite often. And, but just talking to people who are in them sessions, and it is just like a complete trust that you can give just about anyone that you'd be working with. Like, I'm going to do my thing and you're going to do your thing and it's going to be great. Yeah. And your thing's going to be high level. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really great, man. I love that with, with, I love that, like, you know, um, with this record, you know, there's, I got some great guitar players on this, on this stuff, you know, and, and, and they're playing just cool guitar stuff that I wouldn't have come up with. You know, it just adds so much to it. I saw you were uh, at the Opry with uh, Michael Cleveland, not a guitar player, fiddler, but uh, we do a lot with him up here in Louisville and uh, man, that guy is incredible. Yeah. That was really fun. Cause I had recorded um, that song long, long year that I put out last year with Sierra Hull uh doing the the mandolin and, and all the harmony vocals and stuff and so when i went out to do the opry around that i i asked her if she could come play the song with me and then i was like well this is like you know i can't this is like a good moment here like we got to take it i take advantage of this so i asked her if she could corral some of her bluegrass friends and um come up and and uh and and do a tune which we did um that kind of jimmy martin ish ish version of, of truck driving man and she put together a great lineup of players and it was just I mean, wow, what a what a fun thing, you know, for that's like so out of my wheelhouse and 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 just it's just a, like moments like that that are a real treat, you know, where you're like, man, I don't get to do this too often. And it's like a nice, this warm bed of really great players that I can just kind of strum my acoustic guitar and and let them, you know, burn. Let it do it. Have you noticed like. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been talked about, especially in, in, in circles, but uh, the, the L.A. to Nashville exodus in the past few years, that's been fun, fun to watch as a sort of outsider to it. But it seems like so natural at this point, is it, that pipeline? Yeah, and that's been going on for so long. I feel like um, like it's already probably happened and peaked and probably, you know, those people are probably now moving somewhere else because like Nashville's too built up or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always wonder like what kind of impact that's had musically to have all these LA people head out there. I'm sure it must have um, with all those players, but yeah, you know, Nashville was that place I think for a few years ago where you could, you know, still get a better deal on a house and all that, you know, have a yard and have a little space and all that thing. Although I suspect with the way that it's been built up that, that's probably come and gone. I'm guessing we get the spill over now. here now. Yeah, we get the spill over in Louisville now. Is what's happening. Which right, yeah. You know, this is fun. There's no yeah. complaints there. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's wild. I was just talking about that with my manager Shane this morning because I had to drive out to you know Foo Fighter Studios out in the Valley. I live over on the West Side, and I had to drive a a piece of gear out there um, and drop it off. And driving back, it. Like it's like it should be like a twenty minute drive. It it t took me an hour and change or something to get back here. You know what I mean? And I was like, I keep hearing about all these people that are leaving LA, but what? Like, are twice as many people fucking moving here? Because it's <laughs> it's more crowded than ever. You know? Oh man, we can't handle your spillover. That's that's too far. That's not gonna work. I so. know. <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Chris Shiflett. So the album, as you're saying, it's going to be out, what, later this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think in October. And we've got, um, so yeah, Blacktop just came out. And then there's uh, three more tunes coming out. Um, I think we spaced them like 10 weeks apart, something like that. So it sort of takes you through into the fall. You know, outside of a song like Blacktop, which is its own sort of fictional, I would assume maybe fictional, <laughs> hoping fictional, but like, you know, I, I think I read somewhere like it's been one of your most transitional years as writing this record. What does that mean in relation to what you have been writing? Yeah, um, it, it was it was a, a trip putting this together. You know, I'm not like one of those writers that sits and just writes all the time, you know, and I always admire people that do. Um, it's just never been, that's never been my, my sort of discipline with it. I kind of, I tend to like, like right now. And for the last little while, I've been in the mode of like getting the record out and, you know, getting the band together and planning the shows and, you know, all that sort of detailed stuff, um, among other things. And, um, so when I'm, when I'm like, I always feel like with writing, I was, you know, I'll come up with little ideas and stuff and I'll just record it into my phone. And it's almost like it starts to bubble up and bubble up and ideas are kind of percolating and, and more and more. It's almost like they're like, it gets to a point where it's like overflow. And then you like almost like have to just sit and woodshed and, and put them all together. You know, it'd be I'd probably be a much better writer if I just sat down every day and, and chipped away at it. You know, but um, but in all honesty, I don't. I just like if if other things, it's just it's it's such a it's a, I'm constantly my life is so compartmentalized between Foo Fighters and my family and my solo stuff and you know whatever other handful of things I might get into my podcast and you know, stuff like that. Um, much less just like finding the time to get to the gym or maybe go for a surf or what whatever. Um, uh that uh that yeah it's like it's almost like it it turns into like it's like you it starts to overflow and you have to just kind of sit and 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 get it out of you you know but it's i feel like you'd have to have trust in yourself that knowing that when that time does come that you know that that there would be like jacob dylan that's what i was trying to think of having him on here we've talked about it a few times because he doesn't he rarely writes and he only starts writing when it's time to make an album. It's like, oh, it's time to make an album? Well, I better come up with 10 songs then. Right. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's having some trust in yourself that there will be some actual material there. Yeah, I think the real thing is like, you know, it's really easy to get carried away with how you think you're supposed to do it, you know? And there's a lot of people, I mean, you know, there's like music girl songwriters that I'm friends with and and I admire a lot that they can sit there and do like three writes in a day, five days a week and like get good shit done. I mean, I, I just imagine their writing muscles must be so fucking strong, you know, but I mean, it's, it's the reality is it's like different strokes for different folks. And like, you know, songwriters who I love, like John Doe, you know, from X, like 
I asked him about that when I interviewed him and he was just like, yeah, I write when it's time to write, you know, when I feel like writing, I write, you know, and I think that's that for me, that's like a better kind of approach to it. It's like, I don't think it makes any sense for me, for me just to feel some like, like I have to do this today or whatever. It's just like when the ideas come, they come. And I mean, there definitely is a thing though, too. Like when the ideas come, you got to chase it down. It's always better to chase it down as the, as it's, coming to you that thing like oh, i'll just maybe i'll get to that later i have a phone filled with ideas that i thought i was going to get to <laughs> that i'm never going to get to that half the time you listen to them, you're like what was i thinking on that you know <laughs> what is that and then nothing there um but yeah it's it's uh you know it, it's for what i do for my life for my lifestyle it's 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 just all you just i'm just always juggling you know, which is great. I mean, I, I love it. Like, I love that got a lot on my plate, you know, and it's, it's a good place to be. I mean, I just feel like I'm just kind of working on music in one way or another kind of all the time. And that's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. So do you have to then you plan it as we started the I'll bring it full circle. Um, you got to plan, I guess, around Foo Fighters like, oh, that's, that's happening this year. I'm doing this this year and then vice versa. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's the tough thing squeezing it squeezing in you know when to do solo stuff here and there because you know like Foo Fighters a full time band that's just that's a that's a that's a life it's not even a band it's just it's it's your it's such a massive part of your life you know um, and it's the priority you know of course um, so yeah there's that and that's always there's always something going on there and then there's my family and that's the other those like those two things and then there's sort of all the other stuff i do just kind of in the margins you know when you got to create you got to create i understand that that's yeah. a little obsession we have uh i so enjoy listening to what you do i didn't bring up uh the other songs born and raised and, and long long year i mean you're putting out great work here um oh, thank you well i can't wait for you to hear the next one it's called dead and gone and it should be out in about nine weeks all right I'll be looking forward to it and seeing you guys again uh, eventually with the Foos. Uh, it's I, you know, I did catch a couple, uh, I guess, what, right before the pandemic. I haven't seen you guys since, you know, before the pandemic and all that. So I think we're coming out your way this uh, this summer, I believe. I will travel there every time, wherever I need to awesome. be. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. It's been, it's been really cool. Yeah, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. And my thanks, Chris Shiflett, the new single, Blacktop White Lines. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the whole series. Again, uh, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence, as your music and film news, you can also find me on the old social media spots, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three on the address is at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. See, kids, anybody listening out there, you learn some shit on this year's show. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.